And for the one last time, let me say, hey, yo, what up, nerds? And welcome to a very special edition of P-Town Fantasy Football Weekly Recap. It's your host, Tuanon, the hostess with the mostest. And this is going to be your Super Bowl recap for the league. Super Bowl just ended on Tuesday, technically. So this is a really special show because I have RJ and I have Rye on and I got Kamish. So we dove really deep into both teams' seasons in general, from like draft strategy to trades they made in the middle of the season, and then also their thought process moving into the Super Bowl. And then we just shot the shit and really aired out all of our dirty laundry too. So overall, banger of a final episode for the season. Uh, Kamish obviously did a great job going over numbies. So anyway, I'm going to kick it back to myself for the final time this year. Let's go. Like I mentioned in the intro, uh, I have everybody here from the Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl game and the commish. I got Lur. So I have Buttonwood with Riley, and then I have RJ over here as well. So anyway, we're going to do this kind of like a little bit of a interview press conference style with the two teams in the Super Bowl and whatnot, just to kind of see what you guys did and talk, and talk shit as much as you want to. That not good? to hear it. Yeah, sounds yeah. great. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, talk, talk as much shit as you want to. So um, just looking at the Super Bowl score really quickly, Riley, you, your team absolutely just took a shit, which we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end. So the the uh, Buttonwood Kayakers just could not paddle en- enough, putting up only 70. The first then, thing I'd like to say is yeah. fuck Zay Jones and fuck Garrett Wilson. <laughs> and fuck Travis Kelsey for completely just – shitting the bed the last like three weeks yeah i mean who who would have seen that one coming because he's been consistent the whole year so whatever i mean we'll we'll jump into the game recap at the end with um with the commish going through it but it'd be what it be so anyway um we'll start with rye um just kind of because obviously you, you were in the super bowl for a reason your, your team kind of had that golden touch the whole year like when you were going through your, the draft like what was your whole thought process with that I mean, honestly, I was drafting from work. Uh-huh. So, you know, there really wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't too much there really wasn't that much thought going to it. Like going mm-hmm. in, I knew I wanted Travis Kelsey and I knew I wanted Joe Burrow. Right. You know, so you know, I took Cooper Cup first round. I really wanted like Austin Eckler or something first round, but I picked up Cooper Cup. Uh-huh. Um yeah, I mean, there really wasn't that much thought that went into it. I just really knew that I wanted Joe Burrow to be my quarterback. I knew I really wanted Travis Kelsey because right. he's so, like, he's head and shoulders above any other tight end. Yeah, he's right. a dog. Yeah, so, I mean, you get a good tight end. I mean, you're pretty much, you know, you're looking pretty good. Yeah. Easter. Yeah. I, I thought at one point you actually were going to start auto-drafting, but you never auto-drafted at all, right? Like, you went all the way through? Yeah, no, I mean, I just stayed at work. Because I didn't want to drive home and draft. So right. driving I mean, and drafting is not good. Drive and draft. And I was like, I might as well get paid to do my fantasy draft. So I just drafted from work. And then you also uh, had the opportunity to win that 500 on top of getting paid for drafting too. So like, that's pretty, that's pretty neat. Exactly. And I just I'd like, I mean, I definitely would have had a much, much better chance of winning it all if Cooper Cup wouldn't have went down. 
Yeah. Remember, you no, tried I, to ditch totally Cooper agree. Cup off on me when he was fucking injured. You're like, Brad, he's going to be fine. You can take Cooper Cup and like you give me, I forgot even who you wanted like in that trade talk, but I was like, dude, he's, he just got hurt. Like, I'm not going to take that trade, you know? Yeah, that definitely fucked over my season a little bit, but <laughs> Riley did the same thing with me. Did he really? Well, at first I offered him, I went, okay, I'll give you Joe Mixon and Devontae Adams for Cooper Cup and Travis Kelsey. Obviously, like both of them healthy, like both Cooper and Travis healthy. Like it's not a fair trade at all. Right. But like the next the next day, Cooper Cup, like it was shown like he's gonna miss some time. He's like, all right, maybe we should do this trade. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> 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 uh, <yeah. laughs> king king of the shady trades trying to ditch off Cooper Cup this year, but <laughs> it is what it is. So I mean, I figured that's exactly what your answer was gonna be, just because like I know how you operate and I figured that you really didn't have a strategy going into it at all. But I mean, RJ, you're you're kind of like really into into that did you have anything look going into the draft or like what was your process if you even had one if you didn't then fuck it but well when i first got into the draft i saw i was number 10 i'm like fuck i'm not gonna be able to get an elite running back Mm -hmm. honestly i was happy that who took Najee harris because that's somebody i really wanted like the whole entire draft fortunately that was you take yeah i took him a seventh round right was blake ninth eighth I was right before Blake. Yeah, so you took him seven. Yeah, I think he I was taking seven pick. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so oh, I, I was just I was just trying to get a, a top running back at the first for my first pick, and I knew with the tenth pick it was going to be hard, and I knew Joe Mixon was going to be a solid, solid back, but I didn't think he was going to be at like that elite, like putting up fifty five in one of those weeks against Tyler was just insane. Who else <laughs> against who else against Tyler? Yeah. And he was and he was the second leading scorer that week too yeah that that week he absolutely popped off so i mean i yeah. i didn't think that he was gonna do as well as he did but yeah uh with Devonte, who, who would have thought though. jonathan taylor would have fucked up this bad but you know it is what it is i know that that's so unfortunate yeah yeah with Devonte adams amonra st brown and brandon iu kind of just carried me to the the championship and the thing about it was like i didn't really have any injuries besides jk dobbins for a couple weeks but like i really think that was the major major reason why i won is because i didn't deal with as many injuries or any injuries at all really yeah yeah that that was gonna be my next thing like kind of throughout the throughout the season you you were fortunate to where you didn't have a lot of injuries and everything like that but um trade wise you, you made a pretty decent amount of trades i think right i made i made three but only two of them were meaningful like I dished away Michael Thomas to Tyler for Kareem Hunt. Uh-huh. Such a pointless trade. Yeah, that show was hella pointless. Yeah. And then that one night we all went to, to Riverside, got fucked up, and tried to make all those trades. We vetoed, I think, what, one or two of your trades that you put out there? Was that you? Uh, you yeah, there was one. Right yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Sorry, my AirPods just died. No, you're good. Yeah, we can hear you. No, the one at Riverside, that was between... Was it Cameron and Dylan or Cameron and RJ? I can't remember. I, I, I can't remember either. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I kind of blacked out from that. I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was on- I, it was Cameron for sure. Yeah, Cameron and I got a trade going. It was one Jay- one got accepted though, but the other one got vetoed. There were two trades that happened at that table. Yeah, mine got vetoed. It was but yours? I'm kind of glad that I, it got vetoed though, because Mixon put up good amount like 18 points and um against joey so that definitely helped 
having him on my team. But what was it? Oh, it was Jalen Waddle and Miles Sanders for Joe Mixon and Drake London. That's Looking right. Looking back on it, though, it's kind of a fair trade, honestly. Like, I, I mean, I actually would have won that trade. Looking at the way the season ended for for those guys, I think it it looks more fair now. But like at the time, like Jalen Waddle was popping off like every single week. That was before yeah. Tua fell off. Yeah, that was before Tua, Tua and stuff. Tua. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was back when we were actually a football team. Yep, before we dropped five straight or whatever the hell it is now. Dude, so, there's, still, there's still a chance. There's still hope. It's uh, it's at this point now where like I don't even want to make the playoffs just because we. I, I don't think we You don't have a chance. Right. I agree. The Dolphins yeah. just suck and they'll always suck. Seems like it. 50 year anniversary, they couldn't get it done. No. Nah. <laughs> yeah, we're we're easily one of the, like, you talk about cursed franchises and the Dolphins haven't done shit in like 20 something years. So, oh, yeah, 50. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like, the only good thing that we have is the 1972 undefeated season. And, like, that's pretty much it, aside from like one or two Super Bowls. But, um, so. Right. right. I got a question. Yeah. Got a question for the champ, RJ. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, ETN, where were you? Uh, how how did that? How did that? How what was your confidence level in ETN throughout the year, even when he wasn't doing so hot? Because he was he played a big part in it. I think he did. I think he played a big part in your uh, run because he was a, he was a sleeper this year. Kind of like he was a late late season bloomer. It's a good question, Tyler. I so I I, I, I still picked him fourth round though. Like, yeah, because that was a solid investment, and he wasn't like it's a little slow at first, but uh, he definitely picked up. He definitely earned his keep. It was it was so scary because like I totally forgot about James Robinson, and during <laughs> the first five weeks, it was like they were spamming him more, and Etn was like not getting a good workload at all. So I was I was like, all right, one or two more bad weeks, I might have to drop this guy. <laughs> like that's, that's where my mindset was yeah he's like taking up a roster spot yeah dude if, then, if you would have dropped him he would have gotten scooped up so quick for sure yeah, yeah. oh yeah was that i talking to you about a trade that involved etienne i think so i think anybody you wanted jt i think at one point yeah but i think yep. anybody that wanted travis etienne i kind of kind of shut down though yeah you you, you you gave me hope and then it just didn't go anywhere so whatever <laughs> teasing me a little bit it's fine i was teasing you Yep. <laughs> just, just a bit. Just just a little bit. Just a little bit. So um Rye, like throughout the season, you only made a handful of trades, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't trade that much. Um I traded with Tyler a couple of times. Like I got rid of um David Montgomery mm-hmm. and got um got Zeke. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. And um that actually worked out in my favor because Zeke actually became a solid running back too. Because he was scoring touchdowns. He had like eight weeks in a row of the touchdown. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that ended up working out pretty good for me, especially with um I think Aaron Jones' health in the like, you know, the later parts of the season. He was dealing with like, you know, ankle injuries and foot injuries and stuff like that. He's only putting up like eight, ten points a game. So mm-hmm. Zeke putting up thirteen to eighteen points a game kind of got me into the Super Bowl. Yeah, because you know, Aaron Jones, you kind of picked up the slack from Aaron Jones. But um, then I gave Fryer move to RJ. That's right. For, you, um, you guys colluded for a for a big time trade with that one. Well, no, it good it because good Garrett trade. Wilson had a few good weeks. Oh no, it, it it was an overall perfect trade. Like it worked out well for both you guys. Yeah. 
Yeah, because everybody was trying to get Fryermuth throughout the season. Like, mm-hmm. Joey was trying to get him from me really bad. And um, eventually, RJ got him. But RJ was trying for, like, a couple of weeks to get the Muth from me. Yeah. You know? It was yeah. tough. But then once I picked up Garrett Wilson and he had, like, a couple 18-point games, I'm like, all right, like, he's my fourth best receiver. I'm He's going to be on my bench most of the time. So, might as well just try and shop him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was like getting to the point where like the trade deadline was coming up, and I was like, if I'm gonna move Fryer move, I need to do it now because I had Travis Kelsey, I had no need for Fryer move. Yeah, you because he wouldn't be a legitimate flex. No, tight end at the flex, just something you don't do. No, no, yeah, double tight ends. RJ, were you running double tight ends at all this year? I know there was one with, team. I did. With I, know, I think it was Cameron. Cameron had um, he had Ertz and someone else here on a tight end. Ertz and Waller? Was that? Yeah, um, yeah. I think week one, Cameron had Waller in his tight end and he played Ertz at the flex. <laughs> oh, poor Cameron. I, I mean, think I think I put Fryermuth at the flex like a couple of a couple of times like early in the season. I think you did. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past you. Like that's a smart move. <laughs> yeah, because I mean he's the number one receiver on the Steelers, realistically. Yeah. Well, George Pickens. Well, yeah, but you know, like that kind of was all dependent on whether Kenny Pickett or Mitchell Trubisky was playing quarterback because Trubisky was complete dog water. You know, Kenny Pickett was at least semi solid. <laughs> yeah. Quartz senior Dylan in the back. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that was the midseason shit. And Riley, like, we're going to go ahead and air this out now. You and I had an agreement to try to collude at some point or multiple times throughout oh, the season. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. hey, oh, over, it man. never worked. Yeah, it, it never, it never worked out for us. Like, we, we we talked about it, and we're like, dude, we're going to try to set up a Finland Bowl for the Super Bowl. And it just never <laughs> it just never amounted to anything. Like, him and I were engaged in trade talks multiple times, and then we just could never agree on anything. So Confession to a conspiracy. That's a two, two-week suspension. Yeah, because we Brad got a whole season season suspension. We're fine. Because <laughs> I always thought Brad's team was complete dog water. So <laughs> what the fuck? I made it to the I made it to the playoffs. Dude, I, I I thought Brad's team was. I wanted to play you, Riley. I didn't want to play Brad's team because I didn't want to play Tyree Kill. Oh, that's facts. I did not well, want to play him at all. Well, well, Tyree didn't even show up when he was supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on one second. Chloe kind of knocked something off the table. But yeah, I mean, I thought that my team, if like without all the injuries, I thought I definitely was like primed to make a good run. And I if if I would have beat Riley in the first round, like I my points in, in the third place game was pretty fucking good. Not 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 gonna lie about it, but expect us in 2023. It's happening. I got, I got the question everyone's everyone's asking. Riley, I want to know about your relationship with Gabe Davis. What uh? What do, you, what do you guys do? What's up with you and uh, What's up with you and Gabe? It's complicated. <laughs> this guy Gabe Davis, where you drafted him, you held on to him all year. He was good, dude. He dropped. <laughs> the dude had like a Randy Moss esque game against him. you, bro. I hated. He Gabe had like Moss. he had like three receptions for like 150 yards and two touchdowns. I know. Was I was against game. Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, but like. He he is the number two receiver for Josh Allen, but Josh Allen loves um, Stephon Diggs so much that you know Gabe Davis. That he was guy. that he was that question mark? Was he twenty five plus or like seven? Yeah, but towards the end of the season, 
like the last like six weeks of the season, like there's no way I was playing Gabe Davis. Like uh, Diggs fell too. Diggs Diggs finished the the year. I mean, he was ranked three because of his forty four moment. He was only projected thirteen points last week. Yeah, the Bills' offense kind of dropped off a little bit towards the end of the season. Happened. Yeah, yeah, they, they they definitely did. But I I was um when Gabe Davis went off that one game, I thought for sure he was just going to keep on producing numbies. So like, I feel you. He's actually a really good receiver. Oh like, no, he's sick. actually filthy. Yeah, I I agree. He's sick. It's just Stephon Diggs. Like, you you can't not throw it to Stephon Diggs. The Bills just spread the wealth, though. Like, they do. You just never know. Like. Isaiah McKenzie might go off and nobody has him. So that's true. <laughs> yeah. I had James Cook for a little bit. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. I dropped him. That makes sense. Awesome. I didn't need him. I, I had Zeke and Aaron Jones. It's Singletary. Who did I get Singletary from? You got him from me. You? How many players did I get from you? Um, I gave you Singletary and you gave me. Um... Oh, Terry McLaren. Yeah, was it Terry? Because I was so high. Terry. Because I was so high on Gabe Davis that I didn't want to start. I thought it was Montgomery's for Terry. What? I thought it was Montgomery for Terry. Oh, it might have been yeah. that, and then no, I gave was, him, yeah. and then I gave him single Terry, and he gave me Zeke. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, it was just two running backs. Yeah. No, because I remember, dude, that trade was that trade was so big. I remember it was Lazard. At first, it was Lazard for um, was it for Singletary? I always forget. The no, for trade. Montgomery, I'm pretty yeah, sure. For Montgomery, yeah. And then everyone vetoed it. It's because we were drunk. <laughs> drunk a, a lot, a lot of trades happened when, when we were drunk. Like I, Riley, you remember that, that night you came over yep. for like the, the the Florida State game? Yeah, you were fucked up, and you tried to trade like Jonathan Taylor to Such for somebody. No, you cannot make <laughs> trades with Mike. There's just no such thing as a fair trade. Uh, yeah, Brad, that was terrible. Yeah, I there was that decision. There was. I was literally there. texting people to make sure that they vetoed because <laughs> <laughs> it was in your best inference. Yo, that's collusion, bro. It's the end that's of this season, man. Yeah, this is where we can air out all of our dirty laundry. It's it's the two teams that are in the Super Bowl. I've been hosting the show the whole year. I need to kind of pop off a little bit and Lurs just commission. He can say whatever he wants. So <laughs> I own everything. Lur <laughs> Lur owns everything. But yeah, there there were a lot of um a, a lot of fun fucked up drunk trades that were trying to be made throughout the season so um was that dropkick murphy's it was yeah i love it yeah i was drinking guinness earlier and i wanted to listen to the dropkick murphy's nice only way to drink a guinness is to listen to dropkick murphy's exactly exactly all right so let's let's jump into the um the super bowl right so we we talked about pre- yeah we talked about preseason we talked about all the trades and shit during the season, all the collusion and all that good shit. Um, so leading into the Super Bowl, right? Um, honestly, with the way it went, I thought there was a really good chance that the matchup between you guys was going to be the matchup anyway, like at some points throughout the season. Because RJ, you were on a tear like really early on. I think you you started the season undefeated for a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, I went 5-0. and oh. Yeah. Started out five and zero. You were the best team in the league, and then Riley just was on a tear from the beginning. I think, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, me and RJ cool. were one and two. Like I would say, a, a majority of the year, it was always just me and RJ. Yeah, so like I, I expected this to happen, and the fact that it did, like I, I wasn't really surprised by it. So like, what, what was y'all's thought process going into the Super Bowl? I guess we can start I with RJ uh, was going to win. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll start with you. What'd you say, Rye? I mean, unless Zay Jones or Garrett Wilson absolutely went off, like yeah, no, that Thursday night game was RJ was gonna. Well, no, the Thursday night game was, was when horrendous. I no, the Thursday night game was when I was playing Brad when we were at billiards club. You were playing Brad that night. I was playing Brad, and yeah. I still won that game because Brad's team took a poopy. But <laughs> fucking Gerald Everett didn't even get a get a touch or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, he wasn't he injured, straight up Everett. goose egg. Hurts didn't play. And, uh, and Derek Carr, Brad. Too. Yeah, I, I had to pick up Derek Carr, who's not even whatever. Derek Carr, <laughs> Derek Carr, the fit. Yeah, I kind of conceded to RJ pretty quickly. Like I saw that, like my two receivers both had like five points. And I was like, ah. It's over. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't have that like crazy of expectations because Devontae Adams, like three weeks in a row, was just putting up less than eight points. So I'm like, I can't really see him going off against the 49ers, but he did. And that He's really And then the other guy, Brandon Ayuk, 27, and ETN, 23. Once ETN got 23, I'm like, damn, I'm in a pretty good position right now. Yeah, yeah, when I saw e- when I saw ETN popping off, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, it's over. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, stuff. like, if you're looking at it, I've I've got the score pulled up right now. Um, you you had some guys really just really just pop off. So we'll, we'll go ahead and jump into like I guess the recap of the game. And Tyler, I'm gonna have you kind of just go through the the review because you do a good job with that every single week. So. We had obviously Riley and RJ Buttonwood against the Broward County Beefcakes. This was a one versus three matchup, and RJ took the took the Super Bowl one twenty one seventy two to Riley's super shitty seventy point four eight, which is an abomination in the Super Bowl matchup. Right, I know where you live. I'll come get you. <laughs> yeah, you have a key to my place. That's fine. Whatever, kill me in my sleep. It's all good. No worries. I'm not. I'm not worried about you. Um, so yeah, all right, Lur, go ahead and take it away with the uh with, with the recaps of the players and everything like that. So hand it over to you, dog. Alrighty. Um jumping into the recap. Uh this bowl was interesting with um the unfortunate events from uh Monday night. So that's the wild card on this. It didn't even make a difference because it's RJ took the cake 121 to Riley 70. Joe Burrow would have had to outscore Josh Allen and Joe Mixon by, I don't know, 70 points. So I'm pretty unlikely from Joe Burrow, even if he threw for like 12 touchdowns. But um, Zeke with the 9.7, kind of stinky. They scored 27 points too. You know what you want to see, but um, I think he got a touchdown there too. Yeah, he got a touchdown. 19 attempts. That was a grind fest though. 19 attempts for just 37 yards. Like, geez. That's literally two yards a carry. Who did they play? What? Who did the... Who did Dallas play? Tennessee. Uh, Titans. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that was a grind fest. Aaron Jones with the Q tag going into the offseason. 14 attempts for 111 yards with no touchdowns. If he would have got a touchdown or two, he would have had a super fire game, although it wouldn't have mattered. Zay Jones and Garrett Wilson said enough about them already. They're both shit. Um, Travis Kelsey with 11. Pretty solid for a tight end, but pretty shitty for Travis Pretty Kelsey. shitty for fucking Travis Kelsey. You, you expect like, way more uh, out of Travis Kelsey. Like, easily. I expect you, over 15 every week I, from Travis Kelsey. I was going to say 15 plus for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, Terry McLaurin, my boy. Dog shit. Uh, 5.7 points. Projected for 14, though. But uh, who, who, uh, who was the starting quarterback for the Commanders that week? Fucking Carson Wentz. That's why. It was Wentz. Bro, Wentz sucks, dude. 
I thought once. I thought he was going to be good this year going into the offseason, but uh, Taylor Heineke's a dog. Yeah, Taylor Heineke's that guy. Um, he is him. See more of him next year. Definitely looking forward to see more of Heineke. Uh, the best kicker in the league, without a doubt, Justin Tucker. Nine points, pretty solid. Um, scored almost all of the Baltimore's points against the loss to Pittsburgh. And then the Commanders D with five, getting spanked by the Browns and the Sean Watson. Sean Watson used to do the spanking, and he still is. And then uh, <laughs> that was kind of a bad joke. <laughs> it, it took it me a took second me a to second understand what you it. said because I was looking at the bench, and then I heard that, and I was like, wait, what did he just say? Yeah, the Sean Watson. Wait, what did, I, I didn't even comprehend that. What did you say, Tyler? <laughs> I said, um, Commanders got spanked by Deshaun Watson, and um, you know, Deshaun Watson does his fair share of spanking. In the oh yeah, season. I remember that. <laughs> and then, um, Josh Allen, Joe Mixon, still TBD on that. Travis Etienne with twenty three, showing some signs of life. I mean, it's it's the Houston Texans. I mean, what running back doesn't feast against the Texans? I mean, who who doesn't feast against the Texans? They're just absolutely terrible. I'm pretty sure our running backs didn't feast against the Texans. Yeah, you had a yard touchdown around that. Like after that, I was just I got this unlock. Lockdown, Travis Etienne, the big forehead himself. Yes, then sir. we got Devontae Adams, thirty-four, absolutely destroying the Niners. Mister Taco Love Bell it. himself. Mister Taco Bell himself. He just wanted. What was it a quesarito? He likes. He likes the quesarito. I think so. I could I'm... totally go for a fucking quesarito right Who doesn't now. Dude, like Taco Bell sounds so good, actually. Fuck. Well, yeah, Devontae Adams. He definitely earned himself some Taco Bell. The seven catches, 153 yard, and two tuds. Like to see that. Saints slap. They didn't do any slapping this week, just 10 points. Um, Pat Fryermuth, the man, the man of the year. Got six points, didn't do shit, but still got the dub against Lamar. I don't even think Lamar played actually. What's what's the dude's name? Uh Huntley. Huntley. It's like Lamar Jackson 2.0. And then um, Brandon Ayuk, absolutely feasting. 12 targets, 9 catches, 101 yards and a touchdown. Also sunk in a 16-yard rush there, not too shabby. And then Robbie Gold, bro. This dude's probably, like, right behind. He's only ranked 10, but I feel like every time I look at this dude, he's always, like, booting kicks. Did you just pick him up, RJ? I did. Cause I didn't yeah, think I dropped him. He <laughs> <You> dropped him. <laughs> I didn't think the Raiders were going to do anything, honestly. I had no expectations for Devontae Adams because I'm, like, they're playing the 49ers and they've just been killing teams. Yeah, but that was a good game though. 34 37. Yeah. Um, and then 49ers just had three points due to the shootout. Um, Tyler Algier, though, was 16 points too. on the bench. Not too shabby. He might be a little late round sleeper next year. Who knows? Yeah, especially with Cordell not he's aging, so yeah, definitely. Um I think that pretty much wraps up the Super Bowl. Um, Adams and ETN were pretty much the big – or and Ayuk. Ayuk, Adams, and ETN were the big feasters. Riley had no feasters. That's why he only had 70 points. And, um, yeah, that wraps it. 2023 Super Bowl, P-Town Fantasy Football League. Yeah. So let, let's just go ahead and round out the, uh, the final rankings because I know for last place we did say that there was going to be some type of punishment. I don't know if we ever really – determine it's gonna what be, that it's a lemonade stand in a tutu at the fountains right i heard somebody was going streaking that's what i heard i mean i'd be down for that too but then they might get arrested i don't really want anyone to get yeah arrested. We're, we're, we're not trying to do anything illegal so i like the tutu and a lemonade stand idea i think that's pretty fun or dress up like a um dress up like a mormon 
And yeah, you're the Mormons. <laughs> and um, and go door to door asking if they've heard the um, if they've read the uh, the Book of Mormon, and their Lord and Savior John Smith. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I would rather do the first one. <laughs> I I actually really like those, but the only person that needs to worry about it is Cam. So coming in at tenth is the Montana Megalodons finishing out the year at four and eleven. Uh, he had 1599 points for and 1757 points against. So Cam is the unfortunate winner of the punishment. So um, what I'll do. I think it should just be the wharf in a ridiculous costume. I like Dress like a penis. It would be fun. Costume. But, you know, we can all go out. It'd be a nice social event. <laughs> What'd you say? In a penis, like a penis, penis costume. costume. Yeah, but we have to go late. We have to get there past like midnight. Yeah, so everybody's there. If you're like. If you're just a random dude, that's too late for me, guys. I'm like, fuck, Brad. Brad, you can can relive your glory days back at this. Pretend it's tiki bar. That's true. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I'm I'm down. Beers and tiki bombs. Yeah, and you don't remember anything else. That's true. That's true. I'm down. I'm down for any of those though. Just as long as nothing's illegal, I think everything's on the table. So sorry, Cam. Rob the AT and T store. Sorry, buddy. You're going to have to do whatever we decide on. So, yeah, Montana Megadong's coming in at 10th. Then at 9th, we have uh, MDV finishing the season at 5 and 10 with 1562 points for um, number number eight. Uh, very unfortunate event here with the commish. No flocking. Really sad sack of a season. Um, expected more out of you, honestly. Uh, six and nine. Six and nine, which is a nice record. To end this, it was season. a nice record. Very nice. It's honestly the nicest one out of all the the finishing records. But, um, yeah, six and nine was sixteen seventeen <laughs> points four. <laughs> then in seventh we had Fudruckers v five, who made a very late push to try to get into the playoffs, scared the living dog shit out of me. So, uh, finished the year at eight and seven with eighteen thirty six points four. Coming in at six, we had Rugs Driving School. Finishing the year at eight and seven as well with eighteen fifty four, so just a little bit ahead of Fuddruckers. Then we had the IRAs, injured reserve affiliates, finishing at fifth with a seven and eight record with eighteen thirty four point fifty six points for. Um, and now to Marquis, best team, yeah, best team right now. Yeah, no, honestly, Marquise had definitely had um. The most unofficial, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like impressive season, starting from 0 and 4, being down so bad with injuries, being the injured reserve affiliates, yeah, so nearly making the playoffs. Yeah, no, I definitely I think the say. two most impressive teams I think were were Blay and and Marquise, Fuddruckers and uh, the IRAs out here. Um, but yeah, he finished the year in fifth, seven and eight, and then and fourth, who I beat in the third place game. This past week, we have Senior L. Hefferson finishing at nine and six with 1969. Very nice points for um, third place. We have myself two and on expect us finishing at nine and six with 1892. Uh, number two, we have Buttonwood Kayakers 10 and five with 1888.68. And then the champ, RJ Taylor, Buttonwood or uh, Brahard County Beefcakes, excuse me, finishing at nine and six, taking it over Buttonwood. And that wraps up P Town Fantasy Football 22. Beefcakes getting that cake. Getting that cake all sure. day, dog. But I mean, th- this year was fun as fuck. And I think adding the podcast to it, you know, added a different layer. Did you, did you guys like the show throughout the year? No, I it was wonderful. 
Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a great show. Definitely a great addition to the league. Definitely a boost the stock price of the league. And oh, I yeah. definitely, I definitely think big stonks, big stonks for sure. Hold so, on. We go public on? next year. Public? Yeah. Public. Yeah, we, oh, we can we, get we'll listed on Nasdaq and everything, and I'll I'll make it happen. So. It sounds, too. Yeah. Sounds like on a plan. No can you town yeah. FX to the moon? To the moon, what? maybe. To the, the moon. moon. I'll start like in it, like uh, what, what's it? Uh, those those coins. NFT? Um, NFTs. NFT. Yeah, I'll, I'll make an NFT with the with the fucking logo with yeah. it and everything, you know. But um, I guess I guess we'll end the show there. Congratulations, RJ. Awesome, awesome hey. season. Rye, your team sucked in the Super Bowl, but you had an awesome season. Brad, I fucking beat you last week, you son of a Dude, bitch. Dude, if, if you would have caught me on my bye weeks during the season, if you wouldn't have caught me on my bye weeks during the season, I would have kicked Brad, I played you I played three you. times. I shut beat you shut the fuck times. up. I would have beat you anyway. Christ. You guys Brad, I, will come, I will come over there and beat your ass. Yeah, you fucking do it. He's, uh, Some naked wrestling. Let's let's not do that. RJ's super into that. I'm super into that. I would watch. That's what that's what RJ gets. He gets the five hundo and he gets naked wrestling. Well, where do you think he's gonna spend his money at a naked midget wrestling? (laughs) That's hilarious. Ah, Come on, RJ, don't lie, dude. RJ's going to Vixens next week with his money for the midgets. Yeah. All right, guys. I think I think we'll cut it there. But I mean, awesome season, Lur. You were a great co-host on the show the entire year. So thank you for coming in and and doing this with me. But um, we might do some shit like pre-draft. You want to do some pre-draft stuff? Oh, definitely. Yeah, like pre pre-draft stuff. Like we'll pick it up a couple weeks before we actually have our draft and start talking about like analytics. Get crazy with it. You know, start crunching the numbers. Yeah, and it's gonna be only you. I'm not doing it. So it's just it's just you, Tyler. So it's fine. Yeah, because you're tough sometimes. Because you're an IT nerd and you like numbers. Anyway, all right, knuckleheads. <laughs> it, it was a good season. Uh-huh. Excited for next season. Looking forward to the draft. Congrats again to to RJ picking up the 500 bucks. And uh, I will catch you guys for the off season bullshit. So peace. Yes, Appreciate you guys. Bye guys. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.